Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you. After a very brisk weekend of Premier League action, uh, nothing much has changed. Manchester City is still going to win the title. The question is, are they going to do it with over 100 points, which is a possibility, despite the uh, quote-unquote slow start to the season that they had. If you think that was a slow start, uh, in hindsight... Uh, one may be corrected about that. All right, well, welcome to the show. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Then again, I'm with you one more time, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. It's always great to be with you, and I'd like to welcome to the show our men and women in uniform around the world who are listening on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, or our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network. I welcome you to the show. Lots to get to today. Uh, would I say there were upsets results over the weekend? Mm, probably not. Although, I did pick Leicester City to win at home at the KP. They were plus 143 on the money line. Again, all odds. Money lines, courtesy of our title sponsor, betonline.ag. They did not win. Let's talk about that. And some crazy rumors circulating around the mirror. Uh, the paper in the UK saying, Mikel Arteta is being looked at as a replacement manager for the new camp. Oh, come on. I mean, really. That just sounds like complete balderdash to me. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Premier League. Let's talk about David Beckham's plans to bring the big names, the truly big names, to Inter Miami. Do you think he'll do it? Oh, come on. We've heard this one, too. I'm going to give you my opinion right after the break. I'd love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. And again, you can find me here Monday through Friday for all of your uh, global football needs. I will provide them for you. Think of this as football talk for the troubled soul and the doctor. Well, the doctor is in and I'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm Nick Gieber. The Super Bowl long behind us. A fleeting, faded memory at this point. Thank God, I have to say. But never fear. There are tons of sports going on right now. Of course, the NBA, the NHL, college basketball. Even still going to start at some point here to get into spring training for baseball. But for you and I, the most important sports, obviously, the Premier League and the Champions League and the European Leagues, and we're getting ready for the Euros this summer. All sorts of great stuff. So there's plenty of sports, and if you want to bet on sports, there really is only one place for you to go. Head over right now to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and check out 
all the sports and wages and options they have. Uh, they've got also some of the best prop bets on the planet. And they've got loads of great bonuses for you as well, including a 50% sign-up bonus. Head over right now to betonline.ag. Check them out. Have a little wager. Have a little fun. When you bet on sports, it just sort of kicks it up just a little bit. But be responsible. Be smart. But most importantly, make betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts. All right. Um, we're looking back at the week, the weekend that was in the Premier League. And by the way, we do have a match tomorrow. I'm going to tell you all about it. It is Manchester City versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, I, I don't really think Manchester City are going to lose that match. I don't think Wolves are going to get anything from that match. By the way, tomorrow, my birthday. So gifts and birthday uh, wishes are always appreciated. Uh, probably won't get gifts from me, but birthday wishes, always appreciated at my Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Yeah, matches Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll probably break down all of these for you so that uh, you can have a real opportunity to decide where you want to put your money. But look, where I, first of all, before I get into the whole David Beckham thing, I want to just uh, put out my condolences. Uh, former Newcastle, West Ham, Watford, and Norwich boss Glenn Roder, I don't know if you remember Glenn, he was a, a prolific manager in the Premier League over the years, has died at the young age of 65 years old uh, after having had a, a brain tumor. Uh, so... Uh, much uh, we, we put out our uh, thoughts to his family and to the football community and uh, by the way he was a player for Queen's Park Rangers so uh, I know my sister is also very sad about that but uh, a really good guy a good manager and, and sad to see him uh, pass so uh, there you have it another loss in the footballing community um, David Beckham says he aspires to bring players like Ronaldo and Messi to Inter Miami. And this just goes back to the whole discussion about Major League Soccer. And what is it you want your league to be? Are you... thinking that you want your league to be a retirement league? Or are you thinking more along the lines that you would like your league to be a league that develops young players, has the wherewithal to retain them, and if it is going to bring players from abroad, could bring in, say, uh, and be talking about bringing an Mbappe from PSG rather than a retiring Messi from Barcelona or a retiring Ronaldo from Juve. And this is the discussion that we've got to get out of. Look, Messi is a brilliant football player. There's, there's no, no doubt about it. I mean, probably one of the three greatest players or four greatest players ever to play the game. And you can it's up to you how you want to rank them. We're talking about Ronaldo, Pele, uh, Maradona, obviously, and Messi. Those would be the four greatest players ever to play the game. By the way, there are players beneath, right beneath that strata who probably almost as good that just, just don't quite get there. But that's the question you have to ask yourself. So it's all very well Beckham saying, oh, into Miami peeps, just be happy because Ronaldo and Messi on their way. 
And by the way, new MLS season kicking off next month. But for me, for my interest, I, 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 that's not something that would interest me. Look, it'd be nice. I mean, how fun would it be to, you know, head over and see Messi at the age of 900 years old playing? It'd be great if you want to say that you saw Messi play. A little like the folks that say, you know, I saw Pele play for the Cosmos. Well, yeah, he played for the Cosmos, and yeah, it was entertaining. And yeah, the NASL back in that day was certainly a very entertaining league because of all the hype and fanfare and brouhaha that went around the league. But that was not Pele in his prime. Now, don't get me wrong. He certainly was more... He he had more skills than probably the rest of the players in the league put together. Well, maybe not quite, but but, but you know what I mean. Much like Ibrahimovic showing up at uh, MLS and just absolutely breezing through it. But that's not what I want for my league. I would like this league to grow to develop players, and if it's going to bring in players, bring in real top-line players, bring in Mbappes. Come on. that's Where's we're talking about? Where's Mbappe going to go? Well, how about, it? how about sending him to Inter Miami? Of course, right now he wouldn't go. It would be sort of a career death knell for him. But you know what I mean, right? That's the point that I'm trying to make. Is that it's all fine for Beckham to say it. Does it make headlines? Yes. But is it something that you should seriously consider or think or want no it's not we should be looking beyond this bringing retiring big names to the league uh, to fill stadiums i don't think into into miami it's going to have any problem filling seats that's one very good thing about major league soccer for all of the issues that major league soccer has and yes i love to bring them up and expose them and talk about them here on the show uh, support fan support for these teams is good they have done a quality job and after all these years, people are getting into their teams. And that's the way it should be. Anyway, enough said. By the way, we're keeping our eyes very closely on Prince Philip. This is a uh, really, um, possibly a very sad, you know, situation as he is very ill. He's very old. And um, one certainly hopes that... Uh, he can pull through this. He is a man of enormous uh, strength, internal strength, but sick, very sick. So uh, we certainly think and, and wish the best for him because you have to think if he goes, I, I can't imagine the Queen's going to be too much further behind. Uh, I hope not. I, I certainly hope not. I, um, I think they're both pretty fascinating, interesting, and dedicated people. Uh, okay, enough about my, my thoughts about the monarchy and the royalty. Now, by the way, it kind of ends right there, I might say. I have very little time for any of the royals beyond those two. I certainly couldn't give a rat's ass about Harry and Meghan and whoever else and whoever else. I, I, just, I just don't care. I, I really don't care. I just get on, live your life, couldn't give a toss, who you're shagging, who you're marrying, how many kids you're popping out. None of, uh, really, there's more important things in life than that. Anyway, um, let's, when we come back, let's take a look at the table. Let's take a look at where we are. Let's talk about Everton's result against Southampton. 
Richarlison getting the job done for them. So much to get to. And, of course, I'll give you the Tuesday and Wednesday previews for matches in the Premier League. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Geber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Geber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, you can also find me right here on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, the American Forces Network, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, and our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network. You can find us here. I'm here with you Monday through Friday. Just a reminder, we are brought to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And just a reminder for you not to go anywhere, because I'm going to be right back right after this. Right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and uh, Sirius XM. I'm Nick Gieber. Uh, look, a uh, big weekend of matches behind us in the Premier League, culminating in Monday's win uh, by Everton over Southampton. And we really need to talk about what a wonderful job Ancelotti is doing at Everton, who are tied on points with Liverpool with a game in hand, although a substantial goal differential uh, in seventh place right now. And interestingly enough, if we... If we want to compare the fortunes of uh, Everton, their previous manager, David Moyes, uh, at West Ham, doing a wonderful job at West Ham United. Uh, Same thing with Ancelotti at Everton. It finally seems like there is uh, some form of stability. But anyway, Southampton, Ralph Hausenertl having another bad day at the office. Although, in fairness, uh, I thought they played actually pretty well. Uh, Just that Richarlison goal in the ninth minute. Well, they were unable to overcome it. They just don't have the creativity right now. I mean, it's bad for Southampton. Look, they haven't actually won a game since they beat uh, their uh, parent team, Liverpool. <laughs> it's kind of a mean thing to say, but true. One um, nil um, at home back at the uh, beginning of January. That kind of kicked off Liverpool's run of bad form. Uh, since that time, they actually haven't have not had. Um, they just have a draw. I think is the best they've done. I think they've taken one point in the last seven matches which is which is really pretty bad and um uh, it's only the uh, awful performance of teams like West Brom and Sheffield United um and, and quite frankly Newcastle who are going to find themselves in some big trouble here very very shortly uh, that is uh saving teams from Southampton from having that sort of extra egg on their face but that's not really what I want to talk to you about of uh, this segment uh, we'll we'll look back at all all the games over the weekend, and then the next segment, we'll look forward to the, the games coming up uh, midweek here. But look, l- we start with Man City West Ham, and, and this is a really, really good match to start with because the odds makers had Man City at home at the Etihad minus four seventeen prohibitive favourites. West Fran- West Ham total long shots plus eleven hundred, as it should be, by the way, despite the great job David Moyes is doing, and despite how good West Ham and United are, because they are they are good. But Man City are just too good. And what I want to bring up is this, is that earlier on in the season, we were talking about Manchester City, and we were having discussions about their form and um, about the fact that they were maybe getting long in the tooth, that maybe it was time for a change, that... You know, there was a sort of lack of motivation. And, and if you remember, this this was sort of culminating around oh, middle of December when they were in ninth place in the table. 
And really what had happened is they'd become sort of monster draw specialists. But they drew 1-1 at home with West Brom. That was a result. Now, they'd had a lot of injuries. That's the other thing. De Bruyne had been out. Aguero had been out. Uh, yada, yada. But, you know, Gabriel Jesus stepping up, but he was out too on and off. So they'd had a lot of injuries, and it affected them badly, much like it's affected Liverpool very badly, by the way. But, you know, middle of December, we're talking about Manchester City and we're discussing their frailties and we're discussing the fact that maybe this team, just maybe this team needs a refresh. Maybe it needs a kick in the arse. Maybe Pep Guardiola's looking on to uh, greener pastures elsewhere. (laughs) And, you know, since that time, since uh, match day 12, which was middle of December, and I'm just going to tell you that I think they, yes, since... Match day 12, so between match day 13 through match day 26, for the 13 matches, what is now 14 matches, they have won every single game. They have not dropped one point. Now, I will say as um, phenomenal as that is, you know, Liverpool went, I think, what, 17 games without dropping a point last season. Which was uh, pretty incredible. But what I want you to think about with Manchester City, just to kind of put um, a little extra emphasis on this, that this is a team who sort of won it all in England over and over again, okay? Back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back titles, which is so incredibly difficult to do, right? Uh, you know, the FA Cup, the League Cup. I mean, they basically won everything. What they haven't won is the Champions League, and that's really what they're looking for. Despite that, despite that, they've still found the, the guts, the fortitude, the drive to come from ninth place in the table in mid-December to a staggering 12-point lead over Man United at the top of the table and an even more staggering 19-point um, lead excuse me, over Liverpool, who were last year's champions. Now, it's really difficult for me to sit here as a fan of the game and not wax poetical about this Manchester City side, Pep Guardiola, and the fact that they can pull all sorts of things out of places. You know, we talked about this team were disappointed last year. They didn't win the Champions League, didn't win the league, were pipped by Liverpool. Uh, You know, my God, for them to reach down and come back from ninth place to this resounding, unassailable lead at the top of the table is nothing short of spectacular. They have, we're now 26 matches in. It's a 38-game season. Therefore, there's 12 matches left. There's 36 points available. It is entirely possible. They could end the season at 98 points. Liverpool won it with what? 99 points the year before City with 98 points the year before City with 100 points. I mean, that is an incredible statistic and thought and you know we talk about man united during the ferguson years yes they were highly dominant in the league no doubt about it but they were not dominant in a league that was chocked full of contenders like the premier league is now under manchester city and that to me is a truly truly 
truly impressive feat, one to be admired. And, you know, I, I'm sorry, I don't care if you're a supporter of Man City, of which I'm not, or you are a supporter, you have to admire this team and what they have been able to accomplish. Having said that, let's just give a little sneak peek. They are playing Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, on my birthday, March the 2nd, at the Etihad. Uh, Wolves, uh, you know, are a, are a fun team to watch. And they have had a decent run of form after, a, quite frankly, an awful, awful slump, which ran between uh, basically the 20th of December and the 30th of January. For about a month, they went winless. Seven matches, they took three points. But since that time, they are unbeaten in the last five most recently, they had that 1-1 away at St. James's Park against Newcastle, which is, you know, kind of an iffy result. But they did beat Leeds. Uh, they definitely beat Southampton away from home. They drew Leicester City, and they beat Arsenal. However, unfortunately, folks, uh, tomorrow, they will not be beating Manchester City, no matter what the odds are. So I'm not even going to bother uh, bringing those odds up. So Man City also beating West Ham. Uh, great match. West Brom, Brighton, I had that as a draw. Actually, West Brom over the weekend getting all three points, and that was a huge result for them because it gives them hope, even though I think it's, you know, unlikely because they have a very, very difficult match at home at the Hawthorns against Everton on Thursday, which they're not going to win. Uh, but, you know, a nice little run for West Brom, taking five points in the last three matches, which when you're in the relegation zone is what you want. But they did win at home. They did beat Brighton Hove Albion, a team that is on a bit of a bit of a death spiral themselves right now, although I doubt they'll be. Um, I doubt very much that they will be relegated. Leeds United, I was very surprised they lost at home, but it was only 1-0 to Villa. Villa had been a very good away side this season, so kind of not surprised, but they did. I did pick Leeds to win. They didn't. Villa did win. Newcastle Wolves, I picked Wolves to win this, and actually this was a draw, which was a result I didn't really predict. I didn't see a draw coming on this one. It was 1-1. It was a score draw. And I felt if it was going to be a draw, it was going to be nil-nil, but whatever, 1-1. One, one. Uh, I'm kind of moving along here because um, I would like to uh, try to get all of these matches in before the end of this segment, which is unlikely that I'm going to do that, but let's move along. Crystal Palace, Fulham. I had Fulham, the away side, beating Palace, London Derby here. Uh, actually, this was another draw. This was a nil-niller, so I got that one wrong. Leicester City, Arsenal. Now, this one to me was a surprise and and I wonder I mean I don't want to talk about Leicester City in 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 terms of anything other than respect because this is a team that when they're streaky they're streaking on the unbeaten side rather than on the lost side but this loss culminated four game unbeaten streak most recently winning away at Villa Park 2-1 to host Arsenal, to host the Gunners, and lose three goals to one was a mat was a result I absolutely did not expect. The Gunners are the weirdest team this season. You just don't know what you're going to get. Again, losing one nil to City, beating Leeds four two, but losing to Villa, losing to Wolves, drawing United, losing to Everton, losing to Burnley, losing to Wolves, losing again to Villa. I mean, it, it is odd, right? So it, it's a match, uh, it, it's a result I would not have predicted, 
but Leicester City losing at home and giving up some of that top four, uh, opening up that top four a little bit, which we'll talk about when we come back on World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. I'm Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, you could also find me here on these very networks, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m., 9 Pacific. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast, if you're listening on Sports Overnight America. I will be right back with more after this. All right, you're back with me here on World Soccer Radio, Nick Gieber, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. We have a bunch of matches to get to for the week. We'll actually do, let's do Tuesday and Wednesday matches today, and then we'll do uh, Thursday's matches uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, just kind of mix it up a little bit. Let's not give all the goodness away, shall we? Uh, But we are looking back over the weekend at the results. And we talked about Leicester City losing at home to Arsenal, which was, in my mind, an absolute shocker of a result. I mean, I have not been a fan of Arsenal. Uh, Let me put it this way. uh, I don't appreciate Arsenal. I have no axe to grind with this team. There is only one team in this entire league I have an axe to grind with, and that's Man United. You know that. Um, But I also tried to stay overly objective because I am a Liverpool supporter. So I don't want to seem like I'm totally crazily biased against United, although I do hate the bastards. So let's leave it right there. But Arsenal, I don't know, up and down, up and down. (laughs) You know, Arteta was an interesting appointment for Arsenal. And um, I'm not sure if he's done a great job, if he's done a crappy job. I'm not sure if he's done an incredible job with with a not very good squad or if he's done a bad job with a squad that's better than it seems if you kind of know what I mean. Um, I mean, they have some good players on Arsenal. I, you, you just you just don't know what you're getting with this side, but for them to go to the KP and beat Leicester City, uh, which was a huge match. I, I don't want to understate the importance. In fact, Leicester City could only be happy that their next match is against Burnley. In fact, as we look here at the top four right now, uh, they all have what one would consider to be not incredibly difficult matches ahead of them. Uh, but it does open it up a little bit. Liverpool, 43 points. There's six points off third spot. Liverpool right now are just two points off West Ham's spot in fourth spa- or in fourth place. And, you know, despite West Ham losing to Man City 2-1, which wasn't a huge soccer shocker, um, when you look at West Ham, if you're thinking top four now, okay, if you're, look- if you're thinking top four, um, I-, I just want to tell you, Outside of the very first match of the season, when West Ham United lost to Newcastle United, it was actually a big loss. It was 2-0 at the London Stadium. The only teams that they have lost to are Arsenal. They've lost twice to Liverpool. They lost to United. They lost to Chelsea. And they lost to City. So I I just want to put that into perspective. If you want to win a title, if you want to be in the top four, 
you don't lose to teams like Burnley and Leeds United and Villa and Palace and Fulham. And they're not. And that's why David Moyes has done such a fantastic job at West Ham United. You have to look at them and say, you know, they earned fourth spot. They do have another match to play against City, so that's going to be tough for them. They've already played Liverpool twice, so they don't have to worry about that one anymore. You know, West Ham are sitting well. Can they fight? Now, in order for them to stay in the top four, they cannot drop points to teams like Leeds United, who they're playing midweek. I'm not sure that, that I see them doing that, but let's get back to it. Or right, let's wrap it up anyway. Uh, Tottenham Burley. Okay, Tottenham win at home, no surprise. Chelsea United. I actually pegged that one as a draw. That was a draw, so if you went with me, you picked up 200 plus 220. Uh, Liverpool finally uh, getting a, a win against Sheffield United and slapping, snapping that losing streak. I actually didn't think they were going to lose that game. And Everton beating Southampton, although a narrow victory, uh, that plus 119 was some good money. So that's wrapping up the weekend and Monday's match. So let's look forward to uh, the weekend, shall we? Uh, which is the midweek matches, excuse me, not the weekend. We get to look forward to those two. I love this, by the way. This one thing about this COVID schedule I do so enjoy is the fast and furious paces of the matches. I know the teams don't enjoy it because they're very susceptible uh, to injury. Uh, there is, of course... A whopper of a match coming up on Thursday. But we're not going to talk about that today. We're talking that would be Liverpool-Chelsea at Anfield. Uh, let's talk about City-Wolves at the Etihad. You have to go with Wol uh, Man City on that. I don't see them dropping points uh, to Wolves. Leicester City have got to beat Burnley. I don't want to overstate it. But Leicester City cannot afford to go on a bad run of form right now. It's been rare that they've lost two games in a row this season. So one would think on the face of it that they most likely wouldn't. They are away at Turf Moor. Burnley have, you know, lost only one game in their last four, and that was a 4-0 thumping away at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. This is going to be a very difficult match for them as well, but they are at home. Burnley's problem, not scoring goals. Uh, but, you know, a very common problem for teams at this end of the table. In fact, there is only one team in the Premier League that scored fewer goals than Burnley, and that is Sheffield United. That's a problem for, that, for them facing Leicester City. I don't see Leicester City losing this match unlikely i'm going to pick leicester city to win and i'm telling you that they are at plus uh 100 so you're getting some plus money on leicester city i would definitely definitely take it i don't think you're going to get a juicier or more um likely set of odds and results than that again oh yeah of course i could be wrong I've been wrong before, but I don't think so. I think you have to take Leicester City at home for that uh, away, pardon me, <clears throat> at Turf Moor. So that's number one. Okay, let's go to Sheffield United Villa. This is an interesting match, actually, because um, Sheffield United obviously losing against Liverpool. 
Uh, not sure that that was you know a, a whopper of a surprise for anyone. I certainly wasn't a whopper of a surprise for me. But if they need to pick up points, which they do, I mean, I think it's basically done and dusted for them, to be fair, okay? I mean, they are 15 points outside of safety right now. And there are only 12 matches to play. It's not, it's not going to happen. But do they want to go out with a whimper? No. They want to beat Aston Villa at home. And I am going to tell you that the odds on this one, uh, you, by the way, you notice what I'm kind of hedging right there because I'm looking it up as I tell you. Uh, Aston Villa favorites at plus 111. Uh, Sheffield United are home dogs at plus 250. The draw plus 230. Uh, take the draw. Plus 230, Sheffield United get one point at home against Villa. Crystal Palace, Man United. This is an interesting match. Crystal Palace are one of these teams that I think should be a lot better than they are. Yeah, I know they've had injuries and they have been super, super inconsistent this season. But a nil-nil at home on from against Fulham on Sunday was a very disappointing result for them on the back of that 2-1 victory away against Brighton. But then they lose against Burnley, they lose against Leeds, then they beat Newcastle, they beat Wolves. You just don't look. flip a coin. Flip a coin and you're going to get Crystal Palace. You, 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 that's probably what you're going to need for that one. Just flip a coin, figure out heads or tails, heads Palace win, tails Palace lose, and that'll tell you where they go. But this game against Man United... They are not going to win. I'm going to say Man United will win this game and will um, continue their unbeaten streak. By the way, just to put this in context, in context as well, United have lost one match, one game since the 7th of November. That was their last loss. was back in November. They lost against Arsenal. Since that time, the only other match they lost was that bizarre Sheffield United uh, loss at home, 2-1 at Old Trafford. So credit to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, credit to the squad, but most importantly, credit to the scouting network for signing Bruno Fernandes because without him, this team would be mid-table mediocrity. Mark my words. So United Palace, you have to take United, even though it's at Selhurst Park. Uh, you have to take United for this match. I think if you don't, you're making a very big mistake. All right, so just to recap, Man City Wolves take Man City. Burnley Leicester take Leicester away at plus 100. Sheffield United Villa, I'm saying draw. Take the draw, plus 230. Crystal Palace Man United take United, minus 222. Not great odds there, but uh, certainly I think a fairly safe bet. Some of the other matches we got to look forward to coming up on Thursday... Fulham, Spurs, another London derby. This at Craven Cottage. Uh, West Brom, Everton. Everton will go face West Brom at the Hawthorns coming off their victory against Southampton. Everton are going to look to continue their fight for the top four. And then, of course, the big match of midweek is Liverpool-Chelsea at Anfield. Uh, looking forward into the weekend... Man City, Man United, the Manchester derby on Sunday. That is something you are not going to want to miss. I'm going to tell you right now, Man City will win it. 
Uh, those, <laughs> those are my predictions for the midweek. And I think, you know, if you look at the table right now, it really is interesting reading. Because Liverpool are two points off for spot. West Ham playing wonderfully. Leicester City, you know, just coming off. Both West Ham and Leicester City coming off losses. Okay, losing to City is one thing. Losing to Arsenal is another. Having said that, I don't think either of these losses uh, are going to signify the start of a bad run of form. We are going to have a whopper of a top four battle here. Because City, well, they're going to win it. They're running away with it. Are United going to be able to hold strong? I see nothing that says United are not going to keep their form. I don't see any inherent weakness in this side beyond the ones that we see, which is that they like to they like to play with fire. They like to play Russian roulette. But I have to say, when luck is with you, luck is with you. And despite Ole Gunnar Solskjaer complaining about refs and penalties, I think luck is firmly been with Man United, along with two great signings of Bruno Fernandes and Edison uh, Cavani have been really, really... Cavani's been a really useful sort of pickup, but Fernandes has really been the the game changer for Manchester United. And um, without him, they would be nowhere near this. The question I have is, are Leicester City going to manage to fight to stay at the top, or are Chelsea, Liverpool and Everton going to uh, battle each other to death? and keep taking points from each other and get to the point where they neither of them make the top four that's going to be fascinating to see it is a great top four battle despite the fact that the actual title race is very much over and manchester city will win all right love to hear from you find me on twitter at nick eber n-i-c-k-g-e-b-e-r find me on facebook facebook.com forward slash world soccer radio i'm here monday through friday 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern right here on these networks. And if you miss any part of the show, you can catch it in its entirety at our podcast network, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. I'm Nick Eber. This is World Soccer Radio. And I will be right back right after these messages. We're presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back. I am in Las Vegas now, not Los Angeles anymore, though I do love that song, a little X for you. I haven't played them in a while, actually, on this show. Uh, I like to, you know, play a few different things for you. But by the way, their new album, which came out last year, shocking that a band some, what, 35 years after their heyday can come up with an album that is as reminiscent of them in their prime as you're ever going to get is uh, it's actually a great thing i love that album i don't know why i'm talking about music but you know i do love the music so all right so i've given you the picks for monday um well monday was today tuesday and wednesday the matches in the premier league huge slate of matches on thursday what i'm going to do tomorrow and wednesday is start to go down those matches in detail and let's try to analyze the uh, top four situation a little bit closer and also pay a little bit of attention i think to the relegation battle because we all know that sheffield united are done and dusted and by the way i um i am you know i i, I they, they had such a great season last season sheffield united and it's really sad to see them implode quite the way they did this season uh, i don't um, it's going to be sad to see them go but 
they haven't deserved to stay in the Premier League. They've been just awful. Very likely West Brom will join them. I think that they have really done actually a decent job, if you think about it, since that they won only one game for their first 17. Uh, but they're just not good enough. I mean, these teams are just not good enough. And what you're seeing more and more is a sort of case of the haves and the have-nots in the Premier League. All right, we're going to talk about it more in shows to come. So you be sure to tune in right here with me. Monday through Friday, World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber. Twitter me, twatter me, reach out and flatter me. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'll be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the Sirius XM. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.